Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Dexterous Lifestyle Podcast with your co-hosts, me, Andy Hancock, and... And me, Kelly Powell. Welcome. (laughs) Today, we have our wonderful, most prolific entrepreneurial guest we have so far, Lolita, or you can call her Lita, Harlem. Um, One of her businesses is My Natural Me. Lita, would you like to tell us more about that? Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me. So My Natural Me is a Virginia state nonprofit organization, and we are all about helping girls and women to feel honored, empowered, and refreshed. And so we do that from just a number of different ways, from coaching programs to education to programs, groups, everything that a a, a woman would need in order to really um, have what she needs to feel valued. And, And I always believe that starts with how you see yourself. So a lot of my programs are all about just helping strengthen strengthen that relationship that you have with yourself. In a world filled with chaos, we try our best to create a balanced lifestyle. We love to be productive, but we also love to rest. We love to be efficient, but not at the cost of our peace. There is a direct correlation between our habits and our happiness. The dexterous lifestyle is meant for those of us who live hectic lives, but with the right tools, information, and resources, we can strive for order, peace, health, wealth, and calm. It's not too much to ask. We deserve a dexterous mind, a dexterous body, and plenty of dexterous spaces to support our dexterous lifestyle. One of the things that you mentioned earlier about being open and vulnerable, those are the words that Kelly used, but it's same sentiment. It just drew back to me the writings of Brene Brown. Uh, Kelly yes. and I are really fans of Gifts of Imperfection and other works that she's done. But one of the things that I think is a huge piece to the being vulnerable and talking about it is finding that person that you can trust mm-hmm. with that. Cause you just, you know, you just can't come out and open up your, your clothing <laughs> and say, yeah. here I am world. Right. And then yeah. you're going to be bombarded with a lot of negative messages. Cause not everyone is honorable enough. Let's right. just put it that way to, to see all of that, to see all of you. And so I think just seeking and, and we might not, it might not even be in our immediate circle and yeah. you, might have, you might have to pay for it, a therapist right. <laughs> or a counselor of some sort, but we need it. Yeah. I'm a big, everyone knows I am team therapy, team talk to someone, <laughs> you know, if it's, I, I like the, tra- you know, some people prefer the traditional licensed therapist. Some people prefer mentoring type program, coaching program, whatever it is, you have to talk to someone else. I was actually just talking with someone today. And and the reason why it's so beneficial, um, I use this example. And sometimes when I'm doing my presentations, 
you know, if you had a math problem, right, and let's just say it was 8,756 divided by 275, right? Just random numbers. Now, unless you are a mathematician, right, a math genius, most of us would not within two minutes probably be able to, in our head, do that math problem. But what happens when we write it out? All of a sudden, now we can do the math problem. Well, it's the same brain doing the, the calculation, right? Like we didn't switch brains. But what happens? Well, it, science shows that sometimes when we get something out of our head and we're able to look at it and process it, it, it triggers a different part of the brain that can actually now process information. And so that's why therapy and talking to someone is so beneficial. When it's locked in that brain, you can think of it like that math problem, right? Talking to a coach, mentor, therapist is like writing out the math problem. There's most likely nothing a therapist or, or mentor or coach can tell you that is not already somewhere inside of you, right? Mm -hmm. They're not necessarily giving you a new formula. Sure. They're basically just helping you to process what's going on and what you probably already know. Most people will say, well, I tell people this all the time. I help everybody with this. This is exactly the advice I give my girlfriend or my friend or my whatever. So we have the information. Sometimes we just need that help to get it out of our head so that we can process it like that math problem. I love that analogy. Me too. That's great. Yeah. I think that it also just made me think almost immediately of journaling. Exactly. Uh, that's something that I've done since the age of 17. And it's yeah. something that I view as very precious and imperative to my survival. <laughs> like yeah. I have to, I yeah. have to write it out. And yeah. when I write it out, it feels so different for me than when it's inside. Yeah. Uh, so I, that really resonates with me, that math problem analogy. I love yeah. that. Yeah. And a lot of times, so much is just the stuff that's locked in our head. Yeah. We talked about fear. It's amazing how it's really just like the monster under the bed or the monster in the closet, right? We're so afraid to be vulnerable and to talk about what's wrong and all of that. But most of the time when we do, it's not even as scary, right? So I'll, I'll give a quick example. As I mentioned, we're doing dementia program. And what really makes me passionate about it is because my mom has dementia. She was diagnosed about maybe two years ago now, but it's really progressing at this point. But my mom is a very proud black woman. Like she always has been, does not deal with like discussing mental health issues. Like that's just always been her. So even with this dementia, like tiptoeing around how we say it and how we talk, that's how we were approaching it this whole time because of trying to honor her. But what I found, because she knows what's happening, right? That hasn't really been working. You can't really, you know, I had to take my own advice. And so what I did recently, I bought coloring books. And it was just such a beautiful moment because we were there coloring and my mom's always loved art. And she said, you know, I'm losing my memories. And I said, I know mommy. And we colored some more. And I said, that's gotta be pretty scary, huh? 
And she said, I don't want to lose my memories. And I said, I know, you know, we colored some more. And I said, how does it make you feel? And she said, like, it's unfair. And it was just, we didn't even talk more about it. I said, I know, I know that must be hard. And she said, yeah. And then we went on to something else. But to know my mom and how she's very guarded and protected and don't talk about how you really feel. It was such a beautiful moment for me to experience. And it was just a reminder that there is a way to create safe spaces, right? So that you can be vulnerable. And, you know, for her, it was like, I guess this is okay to acknowledge, right? This is a safe space. We're coloring. I'm with my daughter. So she could acknowledge how she's feeling about what's happening to her. So again, it's just whatever creates that space, therapy, journaling, whatever creates it, let's find those spaces to be vulnerable and honest with ourselves and with others. I love that. I love that story. That's beautiful. Sometimes I think even with creating the space, we may need, I should say, several spaces. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Because yeah. maybe we can share this part over here, but there's this other part that we need to share in this venue and this yeah. other part that we need to take to our creator or yes. higher power or whomever that yeah. um, you worship and, and you 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 dump it in the different places you know i think brene brown the um, terminology that she used was marble friends they were mm. friends that were worthy of being vulnerable with like she talked about the power of vulnerability but she also expressed that a person has to be worthy of that vulnerability you know, because you don't just share with anybody because you may end up being victimized, unfortunately, That's so true. this yeah. world. So to have several places even to be able to have a safe space yeah. is golden. It is. Yeah. Of creating space with our clients, a lot of times our brains go to a physical space. Yeah. Uh, which is very important because if you don't have the physical space to breathe, to feel relaxed, then that can be a hindrance. But even with our time, I find so many of us just are running from our problems by just packing it on. Packing mm -hmm. it on. So we don't have to think about how we're really feeling or how this is affecting me. And we saw a lot of the other shoe dropping, so to speak, during COVID because of that. When people were forced yeah. to slow down, they were forced to face themselves in their situations. On the flip side, did have a positive effect where most people couldn't take it any longer and they did seek some professional help or some therapy or counseling or coaching of, of some sort to deal with those things. And that kind of leads me to a question for you, Lita. You mentioned, and you can go as talked about marble. This is a podcast and not everybody here are marbles is listening, right? but <laughs> um, 
You were vulnerable enough to mention about how your depression led you to the hospital and how you vowed to to do better. Mm-hmm. But what are some of those first few steps that you took for somebody who may be in that situation and they don't even know where to start? I love, love, love that question. And I'm very transparent. So it's, it's usually <laughs> when it comes to talking about this, but I would say the first step is to talk to someone to get help. I am a firm believer in even starting with your medical team. I like to have, just like with any business, any anything we're taking care of, right? I'm sure you all can attest to this. You have a whole team of people. So for me, my team is my primary care doctor, my OBGYN, my mental health crew, right? So I would say you hit up your team, your, your regular doctor, your mental health uh, therapist. And if you don't have one, your doctor can refer one to you. I've even at times gone directly to my insurance and just done a search through my insurance and put in the type of criteria that I'm looking for. A lot of times you can search like they have experience in this or a background in that. So that's very helpful. That's the first step. Because when it comes to mental health, there can be so many things that are also causing a mental illness or you not to be mentally well. So that's why it's very, very important to always kind of start there, you know, talk to your doctor, get blood work, all of that. Make sure that there's not something maybe biologically going on that's also adding to that. But yeah, that's some of the first steps that I did. I also really love knowledge. I love learning. I love reading. And I believe that we should always be our best advocate. So even with completely love my team, my medical team, right? However, I will do my own research. You know, when I did have to be on um, antidepressants, I researched it. So I could go into the doctor and say, now this particular one has this side effects and this one seems to help people that are dealing with this. What do you recommend, right? So I really, I know everybody doesn't love researching and all that, but you wanna be your own advocate. I encourage you, don't walk into any place and leave your care 100% up to them if you can help it, right? If yes. you are able to, 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 do, to avoid that, then I say do that. So get a medical team, talk to your medical team, do the research, and then put in the work. I have clients myself, have had clients where certain things they may have been working towards certain goals and things they felt that while they were working with me it was feeling good but then they kind of are back in certain situations well what is the problem the problem is you're not doing the work it's not easy it, it's not easy and i never want anyone to look at me and think wow you know i'm struggling why it is not easy. It is a daily, sometimes minute by minute. There are still times where I have my therapist on the phone and it's like, you know what? I think I need a session because I'm not processing this. I I can't find the tools. (laughs) I know they're there, but I need a little help. So I think that's another thing I would strongly encourage recognizing you have to put in the work consistently these things especially if you're dealing with past trauma and things like that and limiting beliefs it's not going to change overnight i can guarantee if you put in the work and you follow 
the recipe of success that has been provided by your team, you are going to feel better. I always tell people there is peace. There is a sense of feeling better after the work, but you do have to put that work in. Yes. Yeah. I'm so glad you mentioned the holistic side of it, not just running to the doctor and then, you know, getting, you know, antidepressants and things because, right. and, and not that doctors are just throwing that out there all the time, but going back to women, I was talking to a holistic chiropractor the other day about my blood work and she was emphasizing the importance of journaling Mm-hmm. And even using like a period tracker to journal, mm-hmm. because what yeah. she says is some symptoms, some moods, some feelings are associated with a woman's cycle. Yes. And until you recognize the pattern, you can't either fix it or at least anticipate that. And then like the weather forecast, when we see that, oh, you know, it's going to be pouring down on Friday. Maybe I shouldn't have a picnic. then use that type of knowledge to forecast hmm i'm going to be around someone who's challenging for me Mm -hmm. (laughs) maybe what can i do to mitigate this interaction or should i even go or monday tuesday wednesday i've i'm doing things that drain my energy so maybe i should block thursday or friday off in order to regain that so like you said it's just it's work (laughs) it's work but you know but it's so worth it information oh my gosh it's so worth it it's It's so so worth it 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 really is and 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 i mean like you said that knowledge of yourself and and your triggers you know like there's been some shows i won't i won't name them but there's been shows that i was watching and following and then you know all of a sudden maybe it starts dealing with you know, like one show, they started dealing with like miscarriages and then they started dealing with like dementia and Alzheimer's. And I was like, no. And people were like, you're not going to watch it. The season is it. No. Another show recently that they, they didn't kill off the, the people's family. I, I'm not doing it. I'm not. <laughs> I love this show, but I can't. I, I know myself and to stay in a mentally healthy place. Because here's the, and this is why I do do want to bring this up, because what the 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 brain i'm fascinated like i'm obsessed about the brain like it's just an amazing part of creation but what's interesting as intricate as the brain is it cannot tell the difference and i know y'all know where i'm going with this from real and fake right so when you take in this information the brain sets everything in motion as though it's real. So if you see death on social media, shows, whatever, the brain processes it like this is an actual death. So do all the things that we're supposed to do when we see that happen, right? I have become very guarded in what I allow to come in because I know, you know, my own challenges. And I'm like, if I watch these things, I'll, it may take me a couple of weeks to kind of recover and rebound. And I ain't got that kind of time. I do. I am too busy to be sitting sad somewhere because I didn't watch the show. <laughs> yes. Yes. How do you even explain that to somebody? I, I, yes. I, oh, my goodness. This, but it, but this resonates real. with me so, so heavily. I, I do the same. And I have friends that even laugh at me about it. And I'm like, wait, is this going to make me cry? Yep. No, I don't want to watch that. <laughs> 
because I said, you know what? I have enough in real life to make me cry. I'm not entertained by that. I can't. Nope. I can't ride the train with them. I can't, I can't. board that train. Nope. So I'm going to stay over here on the side. You guys go ahead, get on the train, ride it, enjoy yep. the ride. I yep. can't do it. <laughs> yep. yeah. yeah. And that's, but that's again, that self awareness and being honest okay. with that's yourself. It. That's it. Right? Yeah. Because you got it. If you're not honest with you, <laughs> then when you're all you know jammed up because you haven't been honest with yourself and all these things are impacting you then you're looking for somebody to help you out right and they looking like i i don't know how to help you you know you're upset and it's this taking days and weeks to recover and you're yeah. like nobody understands and it's like well how can i expect them to do something for me that i wasn't willing to do for myself i didn't protect myself so why would i expect them to do that you know i brought, I brought myself to this again i emphasize this doesn't mean that there's not going to be things that actually happen that have real consequences and reactions right and i sometimes you know especially with my clients something will happen in life and they'll have a very real response a very real emotion and they feel like that's a setback and i say no right we healing right we talked about that honesty it means acknowledging that as a human you're going to have human reactions to life and life be life in right <laughs> like yes. it really does oh, yes. there's some messy things in life so when those things happen you're going to get sad. You may even be sad for a little while, right? We experience loss. We experience all these things. We're going to have human reaction to those things. So if I can kind of limit how often I have to charge the brain to all those things, then yeah. that's what I try to do for myself. So that when those times come where this is a real painful situation and my brain and body has to process it like a human would, I have what I need, right? Because I didn't waste the tool yeah. on things that maybe were unnecessary. It's like having a flashlight on on your phone in your purse. Exactly. <laughs> it's not doing you no good and it's draining your battery. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I love yeah. it. I love that. Yes. Yeah. So, thank you mm -hmm. so much for being here with us today. Do you have any parting words of wisdom that you would like to share with our viewers just something that you want them to get out of this whole discussion there so this is so meaty yeah. but if you could extract one thing what would it be i always end every session with my clients with this expression and that is you deserve good things and i always have them say that so that is my parting message you deserve good things figure out what those things are that are important and are good for you and own the fact that you deserve them and do what's necessary to make sure that you can have them beautiful message thank you so much again for being here thank you for having me yes and you can connect with lita on mynaturalme.org her Facebook and Instagram are at Natural Me Woman. If you want to connect with her on social media, and she is offering our listeners one of her books. So you go to her website, 
and take a look and reach out to get one of those books. Thank you so much, Lita. Thank you. You deserve good things. Good things. Yes. <laughs> you deserve a dexterous lifestyle. All right. <laughs> Thank you.